0: To midtown conversations my name is danielle devoe and we are back with another one of our great cities panels my guests this week are melissa bowman a local educator city builder and one of the founding producers of this very program midtown conversations she's also the founder of the citified substack And she works hard to keep the community informed about civic issues and politics. And I have said it before, but there are no other people doing that in this region. We do not have the kind of capacity for local journalism to make sure that people are informed about the politics beat. So Melissa Bowman is fighting the good fight. And my other guest today is Sarah Marsh, recently retired from being a city councillor. Uh, Sarah was a community advocate prior to becoming running for uh, the City of Kitchener uh, Ward 10 uh, and she uh, was in that position for a number of years and then last election decided not to run again. So thank you both for being here with me today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes, me too. So I think I'm going to start with Melissa. So anyone who's been following the Cidified Substack will be uh, well versed in all of the ins and outs of what's happening at the regional and municipal levels. But in case someone has not been reading up on the budgeting process and everything that's been happening, Melissa, give us the broad strokes. What is happening in the region right now?
1: So a lot of Citify over the last couple months has really been focused on budgets, budgets and more budgets. Um, This is one of the things um, I generally am not a uh, pro-amalgamation person, but when I was having to figure out all of the budgets for the townships and the cities and the region, there were moments where I was just a little bit tempted to be maybe pro amalgamation over that one issue. It was a lot to get through. Um, I'm not a finance person at all. So even just figuring out things like the operating budget versus the capital budget and tax reserves and stabilization funds and all of these things, um, and then trying to figure out how to um, make that as accessible as possible. So it would be something that I could understand. And then hopefully other people would understand it as well. So um, there was a lot to get through. I think I was most focused on the regional budget. Um, It's a big chunk of our property taxes. um, And within the regional budget, of course, there is uh, the police budget, which is about a third of the regional budget. Um, So just trying to break some of that down and um, what are the roles, you know, something like the police budget, for example, um, has a lot of provincial rules, um, uh, sort of outlining what can and can't happen at the regional level. So, trying to understand that, um, what's the role of regional councillors in the budget process? Um, you know, working my way through those marathon uh, sessions. You know, it was not uncommon to have five, six, seven-hour meetings on these um, budgets and um, things going back and forth and. You know we have a lot of new counselors uh, on board in in both the region and city level and just trying uh, to navigate that system as a new person I don't know Sarah if you'll Mm want to speak to that at all if you remember those early days um, Mm -hmm. but it feels like a lot to figure out so some of it is just um, you know staff coming in to say well actually um, that sounds like a great idea but here are the reasons why you know that won't actually work Um, Because, you know, there's legislation around these types of things. So um, everybody just sort of navigating that system, um, the people who have been around the table for a long time, um, and the people who are new to it, and then just trying to figure out what does that, how do you make that accessible to the average person who's probably not interested in spending hours and hours watching those meetings. Um, But I do think there's some really important conversations happening around those tables, um, and just trying to put in that time um to highlight for people who don't have the time to to invest in that to say hey here are some of the key issues that are happening and these are ways that you could be involved if you want to delegate or talk to your council members and that type of thing so um budgets are maybe not my favorite topic and we're i'm kind of glad to see that we're nearing the end of budget season for now Um, but i think it's really important i think there's a really um well-known quote that says something about, oh, I wish I had it written down now, something to the effect of um, you don't find the city's aspirations um, in their value statement, but you find it in their budget. And I think there's a lot of truth to that idea that um, there's some really important discussions happening around the budget table that I think is helpful for people to be aware of.
0: Yeah, and and we knew that the the funding for the police budget was going to be a, a contentious issue. And I think that took up a lot of media space. If we heard anything about the budget, it was probably that. Were there other issues that were also kind of contentious that you were paying attention to?
1: There were so many things. The the budget day um, for the region, I think it came in at about 12 hours um, if you added up all the meetings, Um, and a number of um, councillors were trying to find ways, you know, with inflation and other um, cost of living increases that uh, the community is facing, I think there was a real focus. Uh, I'm sure it's a focus most years, um, but in particular, it felt this year that um, many councillors were looking at ways to try to shave some money off of the, um, the tax increases that we knew we're coming. Um, transit at the regional level um, had a lot of conversation because there is um, some proposals for uh, increasing um, that rate, as well as might there be options for, um, you know, fare-free days for seniors or um, more accessibly priced um, uh, transit passes for families and that type of thing. So there were some interesting conversations happening around transit some decisions got made on transit. It sounds like there is a transit master plan coming to the region at some point. Um, and I think some of those larger questions will probably be just discussed more in depth at that point. Um, there were probably some other things um, at the city level, like uh, even the townships were having some contentious issues. I think it was Wellesley um Residents sounded surprised that their increase was so high, and a lot of that was due to the Wellesley Rec Complex. Um, and there's some some debt. Uh, I'm not going to be able to explain it well, but um, residents thought that the uh, tax increase would maybe be in the six percent, and it sounds like it's going to be more like in the fourteen percent range. So, so that no no uh, doubt that was surprising for residents. So. Um, yeah, there's probably other issues too, mm. but we'll, I'll save some time to uh, to get to those maybe further in our discussion.
0: Or you can just subscribe to the Cidified Substack and Even you can it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah, this is your first budget cycle in a while where you haven't been in it, really, really in it. That's so right. So what was that like being <laughs> on the outside?
2: Oh, you know, uh, I can tell you that I did not pay as close attention at all as as Melissa did. Uh, I really wanted to uh, to remove myself a little bit because if I was watching, you know, I would really be interested to to get in there and, and give my two cents worth, which I really... I don't want to be that person who goes in and says, well, you know, in my day, this is how you guys, sh- you know, should be doing it. Uh, this is how we did it, and this is how we should do it. No. Uh, I think that uh, even though there are people who are newbies who are still figuring it out, I think that uh, we should give them the space to do that. And staff are there to guide them in, in what the rules are and and, uh, and how to go about things. And so that gives people space, too, to, to bring new ideas forward that maybe uh, we wouldn't have done if it was all experienced people around the table, you know? That idea of, oh, well, we tried that already, you know, is something that I I think we should be cautious of because if we tried something five or ten years ago, it's a new context, it's a new day. And so we should maybe give old ideas uh, you know, new consideration. If we didn't like them, then maybe, uh, there's a new way to, to make them happen now.
0: Mm -hmm. And do you remember what your
2: first budget cycle was like? Oh my goodness. Yes, I do. I remember waking up that day after having spent many hours, many days and weeks and months, even, you know, preparing, I felt sick to my stomach. I thought I was going to throw up because I, it was so, it feels like such a big weight on your shoulders we're making the budget for the whole city, and it's so much money. And but at, you know, as we walked through it through the day, I became more comfortable with you know voting on these major topics. But I also realized that uh, a lot of the uh, core services, you know, that that are that make up the bulk of of the budget, you know, it it just has to. Uh, has to be voted it has to be approved if we want to maintain our level of service and so it became a little less scary. And then towards the end of the day that's when if there's any uh, growth um, you know growth based amounts that we can play with that are not within the, the scope of the, the previous budget, then there's new dollars to allocate. Um, that's when the really interesting discussions come in
0: yeah because then that's when you're making the decisions about what kinds of values or are you going to support what are you specifically trying to do to change the
1: city or to build it or to make it exactly better yeah i know uh sarah you mentioned staff and i just want to say like every time i watch a meeting especially the, the budget meetings um i'm always blown away by staff like it's so clear um how much work they have put into it and i'm only seeing the meeting part i don't know um sarah you can probably speak a little bit to how much work happens behind the scenes too but come budget day staff is there and they are ready with their binders and lots of information ready to answer questions from a wide variety of topics and i'm always amazed at how well staff do
2: i agree yeah it is it's really astounding how in-depth uh, they, they have that knowledge. But also, you know what, at the city anyway, and probably this is true for other municipalities, uh, a lot of the staff are watching that meeting. They're listening and watching. And uh, so if a question comes up that's really kind of, uh, you know, a little, tiny little little part of the budget that the the staff representing those departments at the table don't know, mm-hmm. they will quickly you know, learn uh, from, you know, through a quick email, oh, it's this, and so then they can come back to the answer. It's a really well-oiled machine, uh, so so uh, when there's good communication in departments, that's when we can really, um, you know, get, get the information just at their fingertips, so it's good.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, people probably think that well it's probably not that hard to administer a city it's not like a country it's not like a province it's not it's not that complicated but it's 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 so complicated and 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 the decisions that are being made really impact people's everyday lives in extremely direct ways it's not this kind of vague down the road thing you know what wh- that a lot of other governments are dealing with this is like you know, on the ground, right outside your front door, things that are happening that really Mm -hmm. impact you. And so I guess there's a lot of pressure, as you said, like that, that felt, you felt that pressure. sure. Um, But also then that, you know, we're talking about this, trying to have this balance of it's a super complicated process. It's a very complicated system. Cities are complex entities. They're difficult to administer. But at a certain point, things need to be simplified to be able to communicate that and make make decisions that are kind of more clear-cut. And so in the budgeting process, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have these kind of, like, um, you have to have things simplified to be able to kind of be able to even move forward and make decisions. Mm-hmm. And so how, how did you feel about, you know, were there times when, um, you know, you felt like, Thing, information was missing because things had to be simplified, or do you feel did you feel like you know the the information was impossibly complex, mm-hmm. like in terms of wading through it?
2: So uh, for those who wanted to, the information was available online to wade through the binders that we all had, mm-hmm. and we did go digital uh, for a few years, but it be- became very challenging to wade through that uh, digitally. Uh, so you just imagine, like a, a yeah it's It's like a binder, but it's digital now. Uh, so I can tell you that uh, we did simplify those um, that information in I think really um, uh, easy to, easy to uh, achieve way, easy to understand ways. Uh, you know, there were little videos and little uh, graphics to help people understand the budget. And, but i I would say, that uh, whenever we did the the call for uh, public input uh, to the budget, there would be surveys people could answer online. Every single year, we had people uh, some who would be dead on, they would know exactly what they're talking about and give us really uh, in useful feedback. And then there would be others who would give us feedback about other levels of government and especially regional. You know, there's a lot of confusion between regional and, and municipal, local municipal government. So, um, so there's still, as much as we simplify it, there's still a whole bunch of people who don't know the difference.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's it is complicated. It's hard it's hard to figure out. I mean, Melissa, do you do you sometimes get it wrong? Even though you're like in ev- all, maybe it's worse for you because you're in every single meeting, so it just all starts to blend together. <laughs> it does
1: all blend together. <laughs> sometimes people will ask me about a meeting, and I think, wait, which meeting was that? <laughs> um, yeah, it is complicated for sure, and and I don't feel confident all the time. Like somebody might quick ask me a question, wait, is that the region? Is that uh, the city? And sometimes I have to think, wait, maybe I should just double check because I think it's this, but um, there's a lot of stuff that's sort of joint um, as well and and shared. Um, So it is hard. And that is one of the things that I do try to share every once in a while about, hey, this is what happens at the regional level. This is what happens at the city level. And then townships um, are, are sort of a unique situation in some ways as well. Uh, one of the things over budget that I was learning was uh, for the region, I guess, transit and uh, the regional library, so not city libraries, um, are sort of uh, have a special, are, are taxed in a special way. I think it was called area rated or something like that, where um, depending on the service level that That community, so whether it was a township or a municipality, received um, their tax rate was different um, based on the service level they received. Even though the vast majority of things that are taxed at the regional level are um, kind of the same throughout um, all the municipalities, so it is absolutely um, very complicated. Uh, Sarah mentioned the um, the videos and infographics and that type of thing is super helpful, I find, but it does also Uh, miss out on some of the the information, it's very hard to take a 150 page budget document and get it down to a two page infographic. That two page infographic Mm -hmm. is super helpful. Um, But for somebody in my situation where I want to know, like, wait, how did we get to some of those things? Then, you know, I'm, I'm looking at that 150 page budget document, which takes time to get through. But I do find it so interesting. Like there's so much, like you said, Danielle, it, impacts your day to day life. So it's like transit, waste management, um, the things that are happening right out in in your neighborhood um, at community centers, um, it impacts Every day of your life. So I, it's hard for me to put those documents down as much as they can be really tedious and long. Um, they are really informative um, pieces of um, things about our community.
2: I love that about you, Melissa. <laughs> that is so great.
1: Because <laughs> I,
2: I don't think that's representative of the average citizen, you know?
1: I do think that's true um, in that there's not a lot of people who don't want, who who are wanting to read a 150 page document, but when you're able to parse it down and make it um, accessible in a way that, okay, this is, these are decisions that are happening in my Mm -hmm. neighborhood. I think people really care about those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course. How do you access the information and know what's happening, especially when you're dealing with just all of the things that families are dealing with these days, um, knowing the changes that are coming to the blue box program is not something that you're probably going to put at the top of your list of, um, figuring out.
0: Yeah, exactly. So the budget process is, is sort of done. Uh, so Melissa can have a little bit of a break, but you know, what are the next big issues that we're going to be seeing in 2023? Like, what are you expecting to see? Oh, Melissa's pointing at Sarah. Sarah, what are the next big issues you think that are coming down the pipes in 2023 that you will potentially not ignore to the extent that you ignored the budgeting process?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good goodness. Well, um, uh, nothing new when it comes to housing, but I really think that is top of mind, for the average citizen, uh, for for all of us, really, we need to be uh, cracking the code for building more housing in a responsible and uh, and a responsible way, but also in a way that uh, makes it uh, more affordable for people. Uh, and at the same time, you know, what um, when we look at what's happening with the provincial government uh, cutting. Uh, uh, the ability for municipalities to uh, to really get back, make sure that new growth pays for new growth uh, with infrastructure costs like development charges. I think that that is something that I think the average citizen is uh, really makes, uh, it's very difficult for, for the average citizen to understand, but it's super crucial. So we saw things like, um, you know, Cam Gu- Guthrie at the City of Guelph, he made a big splash in um Pre-budget season, where he said, "Okay, I'm going to bring forward a motion to uh, to have the city pay uh, through a new tax levy for uh, what the province is is um, shirking on," but he pulled that, you know, uh, and and then uh, and we that was talked about at a few tables locally as well, but it didn't. It didn't come to fruition, so I guess we have to see what's going to happen this year with the the province's implementation. Whether they're going to pull back on on those uh, threats to or or, or not, uh, and and uh, when the rubber actually hits the road, I think that next year, um, next year, next year's budget cycle uh, will be impacted by by the the those decisions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I definitely um, think housing will continue to be an issue. Um, And it's fascinating to me, um, all the different levels that housing touches on. So Mm -hmm. there's um, some of those bigger issues that Sarah, you mentioned, um, you know, the impact of Bill 23, what does that look like? And um, Greenbelt development and and all Mm -hmm. of those conversations that are happening. Then there's uh, things that are a little bit more local but are still impacted by uh, provincial legislation and rules such as inclusionary zoning, um, which the the cities and and region of Waterloo are are looking at, um, but it has to be done in partnership with the province is my understanding and and so what does that look like um and then it comes right down to very local like one of the issues that um was presented recently at kitchener council and um continues to be deferred hopefully we'll we'll get a decision soon um but is a proposal from a business owner who wants to expand his business and, and a parking lot. In order to do that, he feels that he needs to demolish three houses that is offering, um, you know, very affordable rents um, to eight or nine households. Um, and so it comes down, you know, you can have these really broad level conversations about um, our our vision for housing in the province and in our communities. And then it also comes down right to like the street level to to our neighbors um, who are facing potential um, eviction and, and and, um demolition of their, their housing um, and facing trying to find a new home um, in this this market. Um, so housing to me is one of those ones that stretches across all levels of government. Mm-hmm. Um, I am hearing conversations about amalgamation again. Um, that one may be out of our hands. Um, the decision may come from the province, um, but I do hear a few conversations. I, I feel like that comes up every couple of years, um, amalgamation. So mm-hmm. um, that's one I'm wondering about. Um, yeah, and transit, I think, will um, continue to be uh, a conversation that's happening locally as well.
2: Absolutely. Those are, I agree with you on those. And, and, uh, you know, as we see the the weird and wonderful weather changes uh, right before us here in our region, I think that climate change is top of mind for a lot of people uh, more and more. And so I think that that that's something that um, all the levels of government will need to grapple with going forward. Yeah, and
1: building kind of,
0: climate-resilient cities. Yeah. Yes,
1: and with that same conversation, I think, is what um, does it look for like um, for a sidewalk, uh, snow clearing in, <laughs> in the winter. I feel like that conversation is happening. I think just Cambridge and Waterloo councils recently said that they are going to revisit what that might look like. I don't think it's on the table for, you know, full city clearing. Um, but, you know, what role, is there a larger role that um, the city itself can can play? And Kitchener had run a pilot um, that was in your time, mm-hmm. Sarah. Um, yep. And you and know. in your
2: neighborhood, right? Yes, yeah, yeah
1: I was uh, lucky enough to experience the pilot um, program, which makes me a very strong advocate for seeing that happen throughout the city. But um, climate change factors into that, right? Like we're seeing, what is this, our fourth or fifth um, freezing rain weather advisory happening again? Um, it feels like we're having a lot of that. What What is weather even going to look like in climate um, dis- decisions? Um, how do those impact sort of those really local decisions that are happening around the council table?
0: Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've discussed what's at stake. We've discussed kind of how complicated some of this information, some of this process can be. Um, And I think it's easy for people to kind of just not pay attention to it. You know, municipal um, politics gets the least focus of of any of the kind of political um, arenas. People often are least knowledgeable about what's happening uh, locally as opposed to provincially and and federally. But why should people be paying attention to to sort of municipal and regional uh, politics and issues and what's happening?
2: It's so obvious, right, to to you and to you, Melissa. Uh, Danielle, you said it well earlier when you said, you know, uh, local government decisions impact our daily lives more than any other level of government. We really want to have clean uh, potable water when we open up the tap to brush our teeth in the morning. We want to have sidewalks cleared one way or another by 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 the building owner or by the city. We want to have uh, you know uh, um, roads, cycling lanes. we want to have uh, all the amenities that the city looks after. And yet uh, so if if residents don't become engaged with, uh, their local politicians to to uh, you know ad- advocate for the decisions that they want to see happen. Then then it is uh, yeah they have less to complain about. I would say if uh, decisions are made without their input.
1: Mm-hmm. I think of uh, an example that happened to me just this week. Somebody was reading a citified post where I mentioned that uh, there are two transit routes that are um, on the cutting cutting board. I guess. Um, and I mentioned what they were, uh, what route numbers they were. And somebody who I have a, a loose connection with um, contacted me and said, that is the route that both of my children take to, to school. Um, how, what am I going to do? How do I advocate um, for maybe making a change to that or what are my alternatives? Are there other routes for me? What are my options? And, and so those decisions are being made regularly at council table. And that just shows how um, that really impacts people. But it's hard to to follow along, you know, um, every little decision like that. Um, I would love to see a way um, that municipalities can make It very easy for people to um, access that information, and I definitely think that there's more interest from municipalities in making that happen. But it's so diverse the issues that um, a council meeting, any one council meeting, is looking at many, many issues. How do you, as a municipality or as a councillor, make it easily accessible information for people to digest that's important to them? No doubt, there's 95% 95% of any one certified post may not um, be of interest to family A, but there might be that little tidbit about that transit route that is going to uh, impact how their children get to school. So I don't know what the bigger answer is to how municipalities make it more accessible, but um, I think we're getting there slowly and hopefully we can mm-hmm. see improvements there.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for joining me today. My guests this week were Melissa Bowman, uh, educator, city builder and uh, founder of the Cityified Substack and Sarah Marsh, community advocate and former Ward 10 city councillor in Kitchener. Uh, And we were discussing all things municipal and regional budget and complicated city processes and how to, uh, why you should be engaged and, and how to be better engaged join us next week for another City's panel on Midtown Conversations.